0: Today is Wednesday, February 10th. This is T Dad Talk. I'm Finn Warner. Happening today in local news following Monday's bomb attack, a local man has been charged with attempted murder. And we take a look at last Tuesday's county commissioner meeting. And in the state, possibly the coldest Valentine's Day on record could be headed for Colorado. Are you ready? And in national news, the NBA's Dallas Mavericks have not played the national anthem in any of their 13 home games this year. Stick around for more. This broadcast is brought to you with support from the Pueblo School for Arts and Sciences. Leading the way in education, the Pueblo School for Arts and Sciences offers high quality e-learning. Their effective and innovative teaching offers live teacher instruction, no tuition fees, and a technology package. Their K-8 student curriculum offers hands-on learning, ensuring student success. To learn more, visit their website at psask8.org. Alright, let's check in with the weather. Partly sunny with a high in the low 40s, and tonight will be partly cloudy with a low near 20 degrees. Tomorrow will be sunny with a high in the mid 50s, and Thursday's lows in the upper 20s. Now, here's the news. And happening in Trinidad, police arrested Jonathan Ryan Armijo after a man was severely injured by an explosive device on Monday in Trinidad. Armeo, age 27, is being held in the Los Angeles County Jail on no bail and faces two counts of criminal attempt of first-degree murder and two counts of possession and use of an explosive device. Police say they are investigating, and Armio is charged with the two incidents regarding explosives, the one that occurred Monday and another incident at Walmart on Friday, February 5th. A second party of interest is also being questioned. Police said late Monday, at this time, it is believed there is no danger to the public. The explosion happened Monday in the 300th block of East North Avenue around 1 a.m. Police say two men were walking through a parking lot when one man, Diego Hurtado, found and picked up the package. After opening the package, it exploded. Hurtado 20 was airlifted to a hospital with severe injuries. Last year, Armijo also made headlines when he was charged with animal cruelty. Several dead animals were allegedly found on his property with an elaborate electronic trap and cameras set to record what he was using the trap for. And on a much brighter note, the current group of Los Animas County Commissioners, comprised of Luis Lopez II, Felix Lopez, and Tony Haas, covered many fields of interest to the county and is involved on many levels within the structure of our overall government. In the Commissioner Committee reports in last week's County Commissioner meeting, Luis II announced that Tony Haas had been appointed as chairman for the Agriculture, Wildlife, and Rural Affairs Committee for Colorado Counties, Incorporated. Meanwhile, Commissioner Felix Lopez will take a seat at the Board of National Associations of Counties, or NACO, representing Colorado and Los Animas County. The commissioners voted to appoint Commissioner Tony Haas to become a partner representative for the county for Fishers Peak State Park. Haas will represent the county joining Colorado Parks and Wildlife, Great Outdoors Colorado, the City of Trinidad, Nature Conservancy, and the Trust for Public Land on the board for the park. The commissioners also approved the bids for the Los Animas County Aggregate Crushing Services for the three gravel pits outside of Branson, Kim, and Trinidad. Each bid would be to crush 30,000 tons of gravel per pit throughout the county to maintain the upkeep of gravel-paved county roads. The commissioners approved the bid from Colorado Crushing at $279,000, edging out Leone Sand and Gravel, as well as ANS Construction for the project outsourcing. And for more on this story and what's happening in Trinidad and beyond, pick up a copy of today's paper or visit the Chronicle News website at thechronicle-news.com. And happening in the state, the Denver area has yet to experience sub-zero temperatures this season, which is unusual by early February, reported Denver CBS News. Arctic air straight from Canada will change that later this week. Temperatures will not only plunge below zero, it could be the coldest weather in February in six years. Prior to the true Arctic air arriving on Friday, temperatures will remain cold and far below normal in many areas through Thursday. High temperatures along the Front Range on Tuesday will vary significantly, but most neighborhoods around Denver, Boulder, and the Fort Collins area will reach only the 20s or 30s, which is far below normal. Locations at higher elevations to the south and west, such as Evergreen, Conifer, Estes Park, and Castle Rock will be warmer with highs in the 40s. Statewide, many mountain towns like Breckenridge and Aspen will also be warmer than Denver by at least a couple degrees. There will also be snow in the mountains through Wednesday morning with the heaviest accumulation north of I-70. The mountains of Summit County will likely get 2 to 6 inches while the mountains surrounding Steamboat Springs and across the Rocky Mountain National Park region are under a winter weather advisory for 6 to 12 inches of snow. The frigid weather expected later this week will arrive on Friday and stay through at least Sunday before gradually moving east early next week. The Arctic air will invade most of the state, not just lower elevations east of the mountains where cold air has been stuck early this week. There's a chance that with the incoming polar weather, it could bring Colorado's coldest Valentine's Day on record with a Denver daily high around 14 degrees and the low sub-zero. In Trinidad, we are looking a little colder with a high at just 10 degrees and a 2 low. There is a chance for snow on Sunday. If you are making any special plans for your special someone, then pack warm or have a romantic in-home date. And happening in national news, the NBA's Dallas Mavericks have stopped playing the National Anthem before home games at the direction of owner Mark Cuban, a Mavericks spokewoman said. The anthem has not been played at any of the 13 preseason and regular season games played so far at American Airlines Center. Mavericks communications manager Renee Felton told NBC News on Wednesday. The Athletic was the first to notice the change during Monday's game, the first played with some fans in attendance. Cuban confirmed to The Athletic and ESPN that he had altered the pregame ritual but declined to explain further. The NBA's rules require players to stand during the anthem, NBC Sports reported. However, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver has not enforced that rule in recent years as players chose to kneel during the anthem in protests of police brutality and social injustice. Under the unique circumstances of this season, teams are permitted to run their pregame operations as they see fit, NBA spokesman Tim Frank said. Cuban's position on players kneeling during the anthem has changed over the years. In 2019, when then-President Donald Trump denounced NFL players who knelt during the the anthem cuban said this is america and i'm proud of people who speak out civilly that's who we are as a country but i'll be standing there with my hand over my heart and i think the players will be i expect them to be in a june interview with espn outside the lines he changed this tune if they were taking a knee and they were being respectful i'd be proud of them he said hopefully i'd join them Cuban even gotten a Twitter spat with Senator Ted Cruz, Republican from Texas, over the issue in July. The pregame national anthem is a staple of American sports at both the professional and collegiate level, but is far less commonplace at professional sporting events in other countries. The Mavs, in fact, did not play the anthem, but instead played God Bless America before games during the franchise's first 16 seasons, Dallas Morning News reported. And coming up in Trinidad, Mayor Phil Rico will deliver a virtual State of the City address on Thursday, February 11th at 6 p.m. The meeting is open to the public and the Zoom link and password can be found in today's issue of the Chronicle News. And for more information, contact Audra Garrett at 719-846-9843. And if you know of an upcoming event you think should be included on our podcast, give us a shout on our TDAD Radio Facebook page or call us at 719-846-3311. And for a deeper look into what's happening in Trinidad and beyond, visit the Chronicle News website, thechronicle-news.com. And don't forget to support your local journalism with an online subscription. Another shout out to our sponsor for today, Leading the Way in Education, the Pueblo School for Arts and Sciences is offering high-quality e-learning. Their effective and innovative teaching offers live teacher instruction, no tuition fees, and a technology package. Their K-8 student curriculum offers hands-on learning, ensuring student success. To learn more, visit their website at p-s-a-s-k-8.org.